sort of fold in my philosophy about clown into the documentary and leave this mystery of what's real and what's not real. This is the idea, right? The, the thing about that philosophy that I have is I'm usually on the side of knowing and the audience is on the side of not knowing. In this case, I had no fucking idea what was going on myself. So it was coming back to bite me in the ass hard. Welcome to Atypical Daydream, a podcast about life on the road. I'm Josh, your host, and thanks for stopping by. My first guest is John Gilkey. He's an award-winning circus performer, actor, director, and teacher, and has done many clown performances with Cirque du Soleil. John's story is exactly what you'd want from someone who has spent their life in pursuit of clown, where lines are blurred between what's real and what's not real. And in this story, we'll see that sometimes the things you set into motion can come back to stop you in your tracks. My history is in circus as a performer. Did a lot of work, most notably with Cirque du Soleil. Spent a few years because uh, I was fired twice. I'm going to tell you a story about this kid who contacted me a year ago to do a movie. I get an email from this kid who's, who's just graduated from film school in Miami, and he wants to do a documentary on me. When he was younger, he saw a show, a Cirque du Soleil show that I was in, and he fell in love with circus. He fell in love with circus culture, got super into clown, and he's been like studying it and really getting into it. And, and I have to say, the, the Cirque du Soleil show he saw was one that I was not in when he saw it, but... I created the role. So he saw somebody else play my role. To this day, I don't know if it was me, if he thinks it was me in that role <laughs> that day that he saw the show, because I was long gone. That's the first point of mystery. Anyway, so he contacts me, wants to do a documentary. I said, okay, sure, no problem. Let's talk about it, you know? And this is just a couple of months into the pandemic, right? This is May 2020. So we start this conversation online on, on, on Zoom you know, meetings, talking about clown. And I fall in love with this guy immediately. He's such a sweetheart. He's completely like dedicated to his craft. He's super invested. He's done his research. He also, he brings on these, these other, his partners, you know, his three buddies who are going to be doing sound and camera. And maybe another one's going to act, even though it's a documentary, another one's going to act in the movie. And all this while he's learning about clown. He's learning about my sense of clown, which is you know, very sort of anarchic, very like trickster archetype, like creating chaos is this whole thing. I'm into blurring the line between what's real and what's not real. Okay. He's super getting into this stuff. And throughout the next several months, we keep these Zoom meetings happening, but the pandemic is just stretching on and on and on. You know, after six or seven months, he's lost a couple of his partners. They're going on to other things. And so I, I, I tell him I bought this new car and I made, I turned my car into like this little micro camper and I had driven out to the desert in Arizona just to get away from everything and the pandemic's still on. And I'm just out there all alone and I'm like, oh, this is great. I can do some writing, some thinking, blah, blah, blah. He says, that's perfect. You know what? I'm going to come out. I'm going to meet you in the desert and film you out in the desert. And I'm like, okay, okay, sure. 
Uh, I guess so. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. And so we schedule a, a date where we're going to meet in the desert. He's going to fly out and get himself into the desert. He, he's going to somehow find me in the desert. He calls me, says, hey, we're supposed to meet that day at two o'clock in the desert. He calls me, says, hey, it's raining. Uh, we're, gonna, we're not going to shoot today. We're going to forget it. We're going to call it. I'll call you tonight at eight o'clock. I said, okay, great. No problem. And so I'm camping. I'm outdoors. I'm camping in the middle of a Kofa National Wildlife Refuge. There's nobody around. And I'm waiting for him to call. It's eight o'clock and he doesn't call. Finally, 8.40, he calls me and he's super pissed off. Where the hell are you? I said, I- I'm right here, man. I'm right here. He goes, I've been driving up and down this road. There's this one road. I said, well, I'm on the road, man. He said, you said you were going to be on the right side of the road. I've been driving up and down this road for a half hour. I don't see anybody. I said, look, man, I'm here. I'm here, but I'm on the left side of the road. Okay. What? What? Are you, are you crazy? You said you're going to be on the right. He's, he's going apeshit. I said, the right side of the road wasn't working out. I found a better spot on the left side of the road. I've never met this guy, right? Only on the Zoom, right? He goes, okay, I'm going to come find you. And I say, yeah, okay, great, great, great. I've got my, my car lights are on. There's only one road. You can't miss me. Another like 20, 30 minutes go by. Nothing, nothing. He doesn't show up. Another phone call. He's even more pissed off. Where the hell are you? <laughs> Dude, I'm right here. He goes, are you fucking with me? Are you fucking with me? Are you even here in the desert? So I, I, you know, I convinced him that I was still, that I was actually there. So Finally, like another 20 minutes later, like I've, I've, I've turned on all my car lights. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm out there looking down the road for this guy. Then I go back inside my car because he hasn't shown up. Then I hear a car pulling up. Okay. So I, I, I open the door of my car and I roll out of this car. He's there. He's there. At least I think it's him. There's a car. The headlights are pointed right at me. I'm completely blinded by the headlights. A couple of shadows come out of the car. And it looks like there's maybe three people. There's one person who's got a camera and the camera's got a light on it as well, which is which is in my face. And again, he's angry. He's going, I can't believe you've been trying to, to ditch me, he says, you know, something like this. And I'm kind of totally discombobulated now. I can't tell how many people there are. I can't see the face of the cameraman. So I'm like, I don't know if I trust these people. And, and this guy, Ronaldo, the director, turns out he's like 6'2". I thought he was like 5'6". He's like 6'2", super imposing. I'm 5'10". And, uh, and I'm freaked out. The light is in there and he's throwing these questions at me. Where have you been? Where have you been? Oh, he pulls out this briefcase, which has like this wooden, horrible marionette clown thing inside, which is freaky as hell. And he gives it to me. He says, I want you to have this. I want you to make an act with this. And I'm like, and he's it's super creepy, this doll. I said, I'm, I'm getting out of here. I'm getting out of here. And I jump, I try to jump into my car and take off. But like I've moved my seat forward and I've got all these, these, this masking on my, on my windows of the car. So I can't like escape, you know, I've got to take time to undo all this stuff. And it turns into this big palaver and he's shooting the whole time. He's filming the whole time. And I start doing bits. I start doing clown bits. Like everything just, I'm in no control of what I'm doing. I haven't been this funny in ages, I feel like. And I'm just hoping he's getting it all. And finally, he kind of like calms me down. He says, what's going on? What's going on here? You seem like you don't want to do this. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure I want to do this. I'm not sure I want to do this. And he says, are you okay? And I said, well, I, I did take an edible and it hit right about the time you got here. <laughs> and, and he's like, what, what? You're ruining my movie. I can't believe you did that. And I said, well, you were supposed to call at eight. I didn't know you were coming. I mean, I timed the editable. So it was going to hit, you know, at 8.30, 9 o'clock. We were supposed to be done with our phone call by then, but you showed up at 9.30. So it's not my fault. The edible hit when you got here. He gets in his car. By that time, I figure out there's just two of them. They leave for the night. He says, I'm going to call you in the morning.
so the next morning, he's supposed to come by at 9.30. He doesn't show up. He doesn't show up. He doesn't show up. I'm like, oh, no. This kid, I, I've really blown it. This guy's he's gone back to Miami. One of the reasons he wanted to come do this documentary was because I haven't performed in years. One of the things that he wants to do with this thing is he wants to convince me to get back on stage. He wants me to perform again, okay? Because like I said, it wasn't like a strict documentary. We were going to, we talked about including some of my philosophy about clown, about what's real and what's not real, that when we improvise this thing, we're going to be slightly in character, but not necessarily in character. We're also going to be ourselves. We're going to keep each other guessing. We're going to play games with each other. We're going to fuck with each other. So after that night, I felt so good. I felt, oh man, I was like on fire. I hadn't been that funny in years, man, I felt. But then the next day, he didn't show up. Finally, around two o'clock, he shows up and and we have a relatively normal day of like interviewing like you would for a documentary. We never sort of come out of character in, in, in our relationship from the moment he arrived, right? That, that we're playing with each other. So to fold in my philosophy about clown into the documentary and leave this mystery of what's real and what's not real. This is the idea, right? The, the thing about that philosophy that I have is I'm usually on the side of knowing and the audience is on the side of not knowing. In this case, I had no fucking idea what was going on myself. So it was coming back to bite me in the ass hard. Hey, Josh here. I love making this podcast and I'd love to make it my full-time gig. Besides telling the stories, I'm basically a one-man band and that takes time. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider becoming a patron. You'll have access to loads of great bonus stories and you'll have the satisfaction of knowing that you're supporting a truly independent podcast. Find the Patreon link in the show notes. And thanks. There's this beautiful red Arizona mountain behind me. Beautiful, just, you know, iconic cactuses and just space. Nothing but space, right? Just beautiful, except for that one sort of mountain jutting out. It's just beautiful space. It's horizontal. Everything is horizontal, right? And it's fresh. It's, it's chilly. I've taken my chair 100, 150 yards away from the, the car. And I'm out there sort of in the middle of nowhere just kind of thinking and writing and stuff. So, and I hear these footsteps coming up behind me. It's the sound guy who comes up. And this sound guy was great because he never spoke to me. He never broke character as well, right? He just never spoke to me. He'd just come up, start clipping a mic on me, sticking the pack into my pocket and walked away. Nothing. No hello. How you doing? Nothing. And so I'm sitting there. I just continue what I'm doing. And I hear him. You know, footsteps coming back, and it's this guy, Ronaldo, the director, he comes back. And he's interviewing me throughout the day. You know, he's asking me, basically following this line, like trying to figure out why I don't perform anymore. Like, what happened? Where did I fall apart? Where did I, where did I lose my confidence? How did I lose my confidence? You know, I tell him about getting let go from Cirque, you know, a couple of times. And, you know, this sort of string of failures I had. Even though we're playing this game of clown and director, I, I am actually telling him the truth as best I can and just never seems satisfied, never seems satisfied. This is bullshit, all the stuff you're saying. What, why aren't you telling me the truth? And he keeps kind of like throwing his arms up and walking away. You know, I had the, my chair sort of, you know, out there in the middle of the desert, like 100 yards, 150 yards away from the car. And he'd get upset. And then this peaceful, stretched out, quiet space where he would just dissolve into the distance to the sound of footsteps in the, in, the, in the crunching gravel. That night, he stuck around, and we're kind of now just talking, the three of us, the sound guy, 
Ronaldo and me, we're sitting around talking. It seems like now it's just sort of a man-to-man talk, but the cameras are still rolling. There's a camera he set up on a tripod. So I don't know what's real and what's not real. And he proceeds to tell me that I've completely ruined his film, that nothing I'd done the night before was usable. Best I've been in years. He tells me it's all unusable. And I don't quite get why, but I think it's because at one point early on in our discussions, we talked about me doing some kind of a clown performance at the end of the movie. Like he was going to succeed in getting me back you know, on stage, right? I think I'd screwed up his movie because I did that performance. I went into that mode of performance when he arrived in the middle of the night that first night. They leave that night. They go away. They go to their hotel. I'm super confused by this point. He says he's going to come back the next day in the morning. Sure enough, the next day, he doesn't show up. He doesn't show up. He doesn't show up. I'm like, oh, man, he's gone back to Miami, I'm thinking. I really have fucked up his film. Eventually, he shows up. I guess at this point, he's got sort of a conciliatory vibe, you know? And uh, let's, let's just sit down and chat. He says, let's just sit down and chat. Finally, he kind of says, look, if you're, if you're not going to, if you're not going to do this thing, I'm going to do it. If you're not going to bear your soul and perform, then, I, then I, I'm going to do it. And he pulls out this costume, this horrible clown costume, like a traditional, you know, colorful clown costume with a frilly thing around the neck and a fright wig. And he starts putting on clown makeup, but it's the makeup that I wore in, in that Cirque du Soleil show, Varakai, that he'd seen. But he's doing a horrible job. He looks like a monster. It's, it's horrible. He says, oh, I'll do it. I'm going to do it myself. I'm going to do it myself. Like this. I'm, oh my God. Oh my God. This is horrible. This is so freaky, this guy. I'm thinking. And he, he picks up that doll that I told you about, this horrible wooden marionette. And he starts chasing me through the desert with this doll. And he's pummeling me, me with it now. He's, he's hitting me with this thing. And it's hurting like he's hitting bone, you know, with this doll. And he's like, oh my God. He's chasing me around. What is this guy doing? Eventually, he finds my, my notebook. He picks up my notebook, which I'd left out in the middle of the desert where I was originally when he came to find me. He finds it and he starts reading it. Like without my permission, he's reading from my notebook. And it's really embarrassing the shit he's reading. Like I've written at one point, like Howl, you know, like I'm Ginsburg or something. I've just written Howl. Nothing else is Howl. Oh my God. He's reading that. He's laughing and the camera's picking. Oh my God. It's so embarrassing. Finally, we sit down. I read from the, the notebook, you know. And I, and I think I divulged some more about like why I'm not performing and all these failures I've had and everything. He finally says, okay, look, I think we got it. This is like the first time where I felt like, oh, he's, he's actually speaking as himself here. And we kind of say goodbye, but it's still it's kind of a weird goodbye. Are we ourselves or are we not ourselves? They take the sound off of me, the, the mic off of me, and I start packing my things up. I'm going to go home, you know. Five minutes later, George comes back, starts hooking the microphone onto me. I say, what's going on? He won't say a word. I say, what's going on? I thought we were done. He walks away, picks up the camera. He starts shooting. Ronaldo comes back. He is livid. You shut off the sound, he says to me. I, I said, no, man, I didn't shut off the sound because the component is in my pocket and the mic is on my lapel, you know? And he thought I'd press the, the off button. He starts pushing me around. He's like grabbing my arm and shaking me like this. I'm like, oh, no, dude, dude, I swear. And, and, and I'm, getting, I'm getting scared now. I'm getting freaked out, like legitimately freaked out. Man, we need a safe word, man. Kentucky, Kentucky is the safe word, I say. Kentucky, Kentucky, like this. And he goes, no, no, it's hamburger. Hamburger's the safe word. Okay, man, hamburger, hamburger. And he's like ripping my sweater. It's this sweater I'm wearing now. He's ripping my sweater. I'm like, hamburger, man, hamburger on the sweater. 
hamburger on the sweater. You're ripping my sweater. And I, and I, I look, I plead with him. I'm like, dude, I promise you, I promise you, I did not turn off the sound. He goes, and he's like, you're ruining my film. I can't believe this. Every step of the way, every, every, every moment, you, every chance you had, you've ruined this film. I can't believe you. It took me like, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes to calm him down. Finally, you know, they took the sound off, you know, whatever, you know, kind of thing from him. And they basically kind of said goodbye, but didn't really say goodbye and got back in the car and they drove off. And I've never seen him since or spoken to him since. Two weeks ago, my phone rang and I saw that it was him and I was so scared to answer it. I just watched it ring, you know, and I'm like, oh man, do I answer or not? And I was kind of freaked out because... At one point, he said, oh, I'm, we're going to have to come to your house and get more footage. This is when we were still in the desert. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, is he outside of my house right now? And he's calling me. and He's going to come to my door. What's going on? And so I don't answer the phone. I don't answer the phone. He calls back immediately. It starts ringing again. He's called again. Oh, my God, this guy's stalking me. What's happening here? Five minutes later, it rings again. It's him. And I still, I still, I don't answer. And he hasn't left a message. I have not heard from him since, dude. I don't know what's going on. I, to be So, again, like... Okay, we, we went into this thing thinking we're going to play these roles, right? We're going to play this thing full on. But he's a much better actor than I anticipated because I, I have no, or he's not an actor at all and I've really fucked up his film. I do not know to this day how he feels about me, what I did, what we did together in the desert. I don't know if this thing is going to get made, you know, if he's going to be able to edit this into something. He was all upset that, you know, I didn't have an ending for him. I said, look, I got, at one point I said, look, I got an ending for you. I got an ending for you. When you arrive, let, call me before you arrive. This is when we're back in the desert. Call me before you arrive. I've got the ending for you. When he arrived, I got naked and I stood on the top of my car and I'm just like blowing kisses to him, buck naked. And I said, look, that, that's your ending, dude. That's your ending. I want to thank John Gilkey for sharing his experience. If you're in Los Angeles, make sure to check out The Idiot Workshop, John's series of classes teaching contemporary clown and his unique sense of humor to comedians, actors, dancers, and artists. I've taken some of these classes, and they're amazing. This podcast was created and produced by me, Josh Caldwell. Music by Visual Aid, my side music project. General support and copywriting by Miranda Caldwell. If you like the show, please follow and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back next week.